Bowden, Let's get an expert who on. is a former Blues number 10, of course, Sky Sport analyst. Hey, Jeezy Dan, looks good in a suit too. We want <laughs> You could be a Football World Cup manager the way you look on Sky. Yes. Uh, calm down, lads. I don't know if I look that good. The manage, right. manager of Kumiu. There we go. We, uh, <laughs> obviously, we want to get your thoughts too on, on the Mwanga and McKenzie conversation to be had. But what did you think yesterday when you heard that piece of news at around 5 o'clock? Oh, look, I'll be honest. I, I, don't, know, I don't know where it goes to from here. Um, if you think about what Angus Gardner said was exactly... So about 18 months ago, all professional players were sent an email or some form of documentation outlining the new interpretation of that rule. Mm. And to be pretty frank, the way it was refereed in the game was exactly how it was stated to players. Now, it doesn't mention about players being impeded on the way to compete. So even though Benjamin Fall was obstructed by uh, Anton Leonard Brown, he took that slight nudge, they're still saying that well, we were told that he still has the duty of care because he was out and wasn't in a position. And when they say he wasn't in a position, they're determining it by who has rights is the person who is higher off the ground. Now, for what it just says is they, the way they've interpreted or written the rule, now, that's not even correct. So I'm confused. I think most people are confused. I agree the fact that it shouldn't have been... I would not have liked to send a red card because I don't think it was intentional. We've all discussed maybe red cards should be left for intentional uh, foul play. But the fact of the matter is, he refereed the rule, the law, to the extent of the law book, and then now he's been told it's wrong. Yeah. I, when, I, when it came out, I, I, I think, Kent, mate, what was your sound? You, you read it and you went... I, I was alerted to this yeah, well, by someone well, who said, man, you got... And I went, whoa, oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting this. And wow. I did like a groan that my wife heard from the other end of the house. Like, oh, God! And she's like, whoa, 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 it comes out with that as well. It's This kind of seems seems weird here, Dan, because I'm thinking like, well, it, it, it seems like now they've gone back and told two weeks in a row that George Ayub got things wrong. Because I'm thinking back here to, you know, his the original ruling on, on Sam Kane and, and Ofatonga Fussy, which they yes. came out a few days later and they went, actually, nope, other way. Now that we've had this as well, where, where George Ober did it, and, I, you know, to my mind, and thank you very much for explaining about the email and stuff that came out, because I'm thinking, if this guy keeps continuously getting it wrong, how has he still got a gig this weekend to be the TMO? That's a very good question, because as we all said, even Steve Hansen said, look, the, the, the quality of the game is severely compromised. Um, and when it's not, when it's accidental, uh, like it's just removing the contest. Now, the issue is the big picture, as you say, officiating, what other sport other than rugby do officials come into this amount of scrutiny and the officials sort of steal the show accidentally or intentionally? Something's got to give, because... I know the NRL went through a whole lot of stuff at the start of the year about uh, too many penalties, et cetera, and, and rugby hasn't been too bad, but the constant evolving of the rules and interpretations of the rules, that's what's tough to take. Mm. Daniel Bowden with us on Radio Sports 713. Uh, this week, of course, it doesn't appear as though Bowden Barrett will be playing, uh, Dan, because of that incident we talked about over the weekend. Are you starting Richie Mowanga or Damien McKenzie at number 10? Uh, very good question. If it was me, if I was in charge, which... I severely doubt that every day that happens. Uh, I would go with personally Richie Moonga. I, I think he deserves an opportunity. In the head-to-head scenario, I think he is better prepared to start a test match at 10 than Damien McKenzie. That's just my personal opinion. But I can understand if they go the other way because like what happened in the weekend, I think Damien McKenzie is a perfect bench utility. But 
if it was a World Cup final and Burton Barrett left the field in the first five minutes that happened then, they need to ensure that Damian McKenzie can still steer the ship for the remaining 75 minutes. Ah, yeah, because it's, it seems to me like that you know they like to do almost almost cookie cutter as as close as you can get with guys. I mean, no one's a hundred percent replacement, but Luke Whitelock seems a very similar skills player to, to Kieran Reid. I mean, obviously they're Correct. not the same dude, and I guess for me, I'd I'd, I'd looked at that and I'd thought about Richie Mwanga as well. If if he let's just say they do go with Damian McKenzie for that uh, hours and the or minutes in the saddle of running a big game. If I'm Richie Moonga, how do I kind of say to the coaches, when do I get a crack? Or how do I get to show you that I've got the experience for this job? Oh, that'll just come with time and that'll come with opportunity. He will play some footy at some stage. I think there's still going to be a fair few many, fair few more opportunities for him. And also you've got to remember, they've done this before. Do you remember when Masopo Wonga was knocking the door and didn't start or play a test match? I think after the first one was two years mm. uh, to start the next game, something along those lines. So... Look, I I agree with you. I think I personally would go with Richie Moonga, but I I just I don't know whether they will or not. And I think the only if they do, the luxury is that the series is obviously already over, um, and that it would be sort of less pressure on him as such. But I still have a feeling they need to consider whether Damian McKenzie can continue to be that that spot. As you remember, the 2015 World Cup. Uh, Bodie Barrett had that same sort of role injecting himself into the game yeah. probably at fullback in the back half of test matches and that's what they've obviously outlined for Damian McKenzie but again you still have to be the person on the bench that steps into the 10 shoes if something were to happen so they might need to see more from him because I think we're all in agreement that he probably didn't go so well yeah. uh, in that 10 spot on the weekend there was probably one moment that hollowed for me when it was a 5 minute scrum 20 metres in from the right-hand sideline uh, in that first half when he'd come on and there was a, a huge overlap and he carried the ball directly off the scrum, if, if you remember. And I just think a little bit more of a, a calmer head would have been needed. There was a, a two or three-man overlap off that set piece because obviously you remember they have to put a winner on the other side and Benjamin falls off the field. Um, and that probably just highlighted, I think, a little bit of Ian Foster's frustrations in the, in the press conference following the game. Just I don't think they were as tactically as, as good as they could have been. Hey, look, thanks, Dan. Good job on your RSB debut. Yeah. (laughs) No worries. Good to have you, brother. Appreciate it.